Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello everyone, welcome to the second episode of the new One Up podcast brought to you by Anfield Index. Today we've got a bit of a special one, it's going to be a Rockstar special and joining me to talk about all things Rockstar is uh, Rory once again and we've got uh, Neil with us today. So basically we'll go through some introductions, I'm Chris Grinnell, CJ Grinnell on Twitter, um, basically ex-only designer and um, we, you know, we started talking about Red Dead Redemption as one of our favourite games uh, last time out. So we thought we'd uh, dedicate an episode fully to Rockstar Games. Um, hand over to the introductions from Rory and Neil. Rory? Yep, so um, uh, I'm Rory. My uh, Twitter handle is papag 84 um, and yeah, I was on the on the last one and got thinking about what we could do next, and and Rockstar was the the natural choice. So it's it's great to welcome Neil and basically be complete fanboys for about an hour or so about Rockstar and all the games they've produced. Brilliant. Uh, okay. and over to you, Neil. I'm Neil Purple Man on Twitter. I don't know if anybody's heard of me. Uh, I'm the host on the TV podcast, the On the Box with Simon Brundish, Mister Fitness. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah, Mister Sports Science. He hates when he gets called that. Yeah, I know that's the best intro. <laughs> or as I call him, old man, <laughs> old man Brundish. Uh, uh, and I, I'm just obsessed with games, so that's why I'm here. Basically, we were chatting on online with Rory. Yeah, and I, talking about Red Dead. So he said, "Do you want to come on?" So here I am. I've set aside some time from gaming. Happy to days ju- when you to jump on. As I was saying to you, window. you've got some yeah. gaming coming up now in the next uh, hour or so. So yeah, I've got, I've got a Destiny raid at ten. So you know, I'm in demand. <laughs> excellent, excellent. <laughs> All right, so we'll kick start. We'll we'll kick this off, and what better way to kick off? I would say than the game which uh, everyone kind of recognises Rockstar for the Grand Theft Auto series. Now, obviously, there's been you know 
numerous games within the series, all the way back from 97. If you want to start looking at the very original, uh, which was when they were DMA uh, design games, it was, wasn't it, if I remember rightly. Um, so top down, you know, shenanigans, stealing cars and running people over, and it just kind of <laughs> blew everyone away. And they slowly started turning into what I would describe as kind of like an interactive film, basically, wasn't it? It was, it was just a full-on multiple stories, you know, lots of different branches and just incredible gameplay and visuals for the time so kick off with you then rory my first memories i was i was a young man i was only i think i was 13 and i remember all the articles in in because uh, it was quite a controversial game and my parents banned me from buying it so i ended up i think i I ended up getting a mate's mum to buy me it instead <laughs> because I was I was quite well. Thirteen wasn't that young, but there was just such a controversy around it, and people just I was so much hype in the media and everywhere, and it was just you know when you played it, you were like, this isn't like real life. <laughs> you know, the graphics on those days on my old PC were not like real life. I couldn't think of anyone that would have you know had any influence from gaming in those manners, but I I remember it extremely vividly. And very fondly. I mean, the first one was quite a linear game, um, but it was just it was just reaching levels that other games hadn't really explored previously. Um, and as obviously, it was just the start of what what they had planned. And I think that's the thing with GTA. I think you always knew that that was, you know, it was always going to be a series. And they obviously were were held to their limitations at the time of the the graphics and what they could produce. But um, yeah, you could always see it being a, a popular franchise and it's obviously gone on to become, you know, the most sold franchise in the world, 250 million copies or something ridiculous. And yeah, it's, it's everyone played it. I think everyone I know's played it or seen it or enjoys it, you know, so it's, it's, it's a big thing. Yeah, it's certainly, a, it's certainly just a guaranteed blockbuster, isn't it? A, a guaranteed win, no matter what they put out. But I, I think, um, you know, as much as as much as we all start getting excited and and really kind of look forward, to can't wait to a, a new GTA. I think uh, the time frame, you know, the 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 three years, four years, or whatever that they kind of give it, really, really does it justice and just enables them to just move on leaps and bounds. I mean, Neil, what was what 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 was your kind of first memory of GTA? Was it? Well, I, I'm I'm a bit younger than you guys. I was probably about, I think it was eight, eight or nine <laughs> when I first played Grand Theft Auto, and it, like it was on the old PS One. So uh, I just remember uh, I I'm a only child, so I spent a lot of time with my cousins. They were kind of like my siblings, and uh, their cousin lived beside me. It was wasn't related to me, but he had a he had a PlayStation. But he was like maybe about five or six years older than me. And every so often we'd like sneak into his room and play his PlayStation. And then one day I just stuck on Grand Theft Auto and I was I had no like no concept of what this was. And I just stuck it on. <laughs> and it was like I was blown away. I was like, what what, what is this? And the moment that you drive over somebody and there's that splat of red, you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're just hooked. That's it. <laughs> that was me. And and I remember I, I didn't have a PlayStation 1 at the time. I had a an N64. So it wasn't on the N64. So I used to just like go over to my cousin's house all the time just to play this game. I didn't want to see them. <laughs> it was just yeah. to play this game. And I didn't actually get Grand Theft Auto until I got the Game Boy version. Okay. I think, I think it was maybe like maybe about two or three years later. Remember it was out on the Game Boy? Yeah, Game yeah. Boy Color, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. 
It was basically, it was kind of basically the same game because yeah. the graphics weren't that great back then. So it was all sprite based, wasn't it? So they were effectively uh, the Game Boy could could handle it pretty well. Well, yeah. I think it's, it's I think like it's it's apples, definitely apples, become apples, a, a console seller, hasn't it? I think. Uh, oh, yeah. hugely, yeah, yeah, hugely, and I, I think we we were talking last week, or well, not last week, last time we recorded about. You know the modern consoles and and maybe not quite having the depth of games yet, and they will. But it's they're still releasing. I mean, they're still selling copies of of Grand Theft Auto Five on on the PS4 and um, on, on the Xbox One. I mean, you know, and still selling The Last of Us and everything else. They've they've just replicated because it's yeah. It's, I, it's I, I bought pink, the remastered. Yeah. I bought GTA. I have GTA Five for the PS3, and then I went out and I bought it again for the PS4. Oh, yeah, I, exactly. I wouldn't yeah. normally. I wouldn't do that for yeah, any other game. Story. I didn't even do it for The Last of Us, but I did it for GTA. I think it was because of the, the they introduced the first person. I just wanted to see what it was like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that's what you said about you know before about they they do take time to get it right. I think a lot of the modern franchise games will just turn something out every year. You know, um, Assassin's Creed is always every year. And, and, yeah, and Ubisoft are notorious for that. It's just annualizing games. Ubisoft and Activision. Yeah, yeah, next, exactly. next, next yeah. week the new Assassin's Creed is out, and it, I must admit it's kind of probably the the second or third time I've not been that kind of excited about you know, what they're going to yeah, do. Yeah, I, I got a little bit, I got a little bit bored of the series, you know, because something that comes out every year it just becomes a bit stale. You know, it's the same gameplay, it's the same action. But I think that the big thing about the GTA series is it's always evolving. You know, I mean, they always try and set it. In a slightly different location, slightly different style. It's obviously normally, you know, uh, you know, east or west coast based, but in the US. But mm-hmm. it, it does have such. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it. But Rockstar's kind of, in you know, game and film mix is is so tightly wrapped. You know, I, I think they they take so much good influence from many films that people love, mm-hmm. and I think the GTA series has probably influenced a lot of films. You know. I still think if you watch Drive, especially the opening credits, it's basically Vice City yeah, um, yeah. In, in film format. And, and, you know, it's vice versa. And that's with Rockstar, it's the epitome of the kind of modern franchise. I think they just get it. You know, I think a lot of games developers have been a little bit out of touch and, and they've taken a long way to come back round. But I think, you know, Rockstar have always been ahead of the game, really. I think I think they're they're probably the only public, the only developer that can get away with that. Was it five six years? Sometimes takes yeah. in between GTA yeah. games. Perhaps them and maybe Naughty Dog are probably the only two that can can take the time and nobody gets pissed off about it. Yeah. Nobody gives them shit because they need they know when it comes out it'll be nailed. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, and Chris, and Chris, you'll you'll know from a, a, a kind of development perspective that. You know, you've got people breathing down your neck. You know, my brother-in-law's um, independent games, but he worked. He worked for Sony for a period, and he worked for Rocksteady on the the Batman series. Okay. Um, and it, you know, the hours they put in when it's coming up to to deadline day, and all the all the pressure and all the the work, and they have to get it out on time. I know a lot of games are pushed nowadays because they don't want to fuck it up, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is the pressure. Whereas Rocks, you know, Rockstar have just gone off their own timeline they know they're going to sell and if they get it right they'll sell jesus how many copies they've been selling and, and making yeah. all that money they've made so yeah. yeah they are against the trend which is what makes them so special they, they never release a broken game really gta online i suppose yeah. is a bit broken but that's to be expected when 
just the mass amount of people hitting that servers at that yeah. exact time. You can't, you can't really plan for that. But they yeah. are the one developer that just never get it wrong. It works on day one. It's a bit like Nintendo. Nintendo get a lot of shit, but their games work. Yeah, they always every do. time they yeah, never yeah. they're never broken on day one, and it's more of a trend these days where it's broken. Uh, like yeah. even like look look at Metal, Metal Gear Solid. There was released not so long ago, and immediately it's online was just broken. Mm-hmm. And for the first couple of days, you couldn't couldn't sign in or anything. And but then all these companies have to go back and keep giving people stuff for free and stuff just to say, "Oh, we're sorry." Or yeah. even as, as you say, Rocksteady as well. Uh, the PC version of Batman just unplayable, mm-hmm. and they had a pull oh, yeah, off the store. Yeah. yeah, I I remember. I mean, the, the the latest version works well on the PS4, but the the, the previous game, I I was about about three quarters away into it, and it lost my save, and mm. I couldn't get it back. And it's like, fuck that! I'm not playing that yeah, again. That's kind I've been of like yeah. it for days the or weeks. End of the like, uh, experience, isn't it? There you but go. You know, that's it, that's what it is. You know. Yeah, I think it's. Um, I think the problem is now with connected consoles and obviously online, you know, PCs and things like that. Um, a lot of these publishers and developers kind of rely on, you know, day one patching and then additional patching and you know, DLC and on yeah. things like that. And I think DLC delivered right, it, it, you know, is a brilliant kind of addition to a to a series and obviously allows um, people to kind of play the game and then obviously start to open up to new experiences, levels, weapons, stories, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I think it's the one thing that. Rockstar have done with the GTA series, as you were saying, is they kind of like they will build a, you know, what is it? it it's kind whole of well, new, they they build like a whole new campaign yeah, within the it, world, you know. Yeah, it's well over an eighty-hour experience or something like that. Is I mean, it's obviously unlimited in terms of playability and things like that. I think we touched Neil touched on before. You know, I, I played GTA Five on a three sixty, and as soon as it came out on on the Xbox One bought it again and whilst i played on the 360 as a kind of the character and the way that i would like to you know perceive be a bit nice you know, do this that the other when i started playing on xbox one i decided to just play it in a totally different way and be an arsehole and you know punch people and run people over left right and center and you know all kinds but i think it's that you know a sandbox environment amazing for replay replayability anyway but it's such a and it sucks so many people into it. Like, you can be a completely different type. Like, as you say, you can play stealth. You can play really rigid to the story. Or you just get the... Like, my girlfriend enjoys Grand Theft Auto. And she hates games. Like, But she'll just... Yeah. She'll stick it on. And she'll start driving over people and shooting people just yeah. for, the, for the crack for an hour. And that, that's her... That's her... Her entertained. Whereas, like, we would sit down and rigidly go through all the missions and stuff. So, it, like, it brings everybody in. Mm-hmm. Which a lot of games don't do. No, uh, and I think that's the thing. I, I think with GTA 3, it was the first game where you kind of had more control over your character. So I remember then, um, uh, obviously, there's that quite controversial sex scene that got them in a lot of trouble that they, they <laughs> left in the codes and stuff. But um, but on that game, you you know, rather than go and pay for a prostitute, you, you basically had to earn the right to have a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. You could go to the gym or you could get really fat and you can go and have fast food and stuff. And it was just... It was the first game that I think, you know, people really started to, you know, uh, have those relationships with characters. And and I think, you know, a lot of games will say that they're story driven and character driven and stuff. But the GTA series is is probably the most character driven series of any type. You know, it it really does, like Neil said, draw you right in. And I, I don't know anyone else that 
isn't hooked when they play a GTA game. Anyone I know, basically. So that's, well, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it was so. So obviously, kind of 2001 GTA 3 came out, and that was that was kind of like yeah, the escape from the prison truck, and it was it was kind of the first experience where we'd gone from this sprite-based 2D, you know, uh, top-down adventure yeah. kind of murder game to to a real 3D environment and putting putting the player, you know, in, in amongst you know a real world environment, you know, lots more. Kind of narrative and mission based. So, what was what was kind of um, Neil? What was your first you know, thought and experience as kind of this top down series, you know, sprite based, suddenly moved into into you know, obviously kind of current gen at the time, and and took us on this kind of third person, um, you know, amazing visuals for the time. And then what was what was your kind of first reaction to to it as it turned into the GTA that we kind of know today? I remember the first the first time I, I seen it was I think it was in an, in an issue of Games Master. I don't know if that's still a thing, is it? Remember the magazine? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember it. Yeah. I remember seeing just a few screenshots, and I was like, "No way! There's no way that this is going to be real." You know, way you get like the the screenshots come out. This is what this game's going to look like, and then yeah, it's it like absolute crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've been cheating, but. I just remember looking at it and going, there's no way this is going to be. But then it came out and it was just mind blowing. And it starts, it's so, it's so like a movie the way it starts off. It's kind of, it's kind of like, like any, any other like action film, you know, like Heat or something mm-hmm. like that. I know yeah. Heat, Heat's a, a big influence on, I think, is it four? Is it yeah. Like job or whatever. Yeah. And it's kind of, kind of that stylish sort of thriller setting. And I was just blown. Like nothing I'd ever experienced before. And I, I think, I think that's kind of you were saying earlier about system sellers. I think the G- GTA Three. I know it came out in the Xbox later on, but the fact that it was just only on PS2 for so long was yeah. probably why the PS2 sold like a hundred million or whatever, because that was the only place you could play it, and that it's the very definition of a system seller. Absolutely, I think. Um, yeah, it, it was just it. It's a clear system seller, and obviously we know you know. Sony and Microsoft and whoever would love to to kind of get in bed with with Rockstar and try and um you know, really tie up an exclusive deal or something, but it's just never going to happen. They just they just rinse that much money off people across all platforms, and I think the delivery across all platforms is pretty pretty solid and pretty equal because we obviously all embark or you know see these kind of fanboy wars that that kick off constantly about you know people trying to compare. You know, YouTube yeah. videos and pixels yeah. and things 900, like that. 900p like, versus 10, <laughs> yeah. 1080p. Oh, like, <laughs> like, like it really does. It, like it really. I mean, a, a lot of kind of you know video and audio files will say it does, but in the thick of action and in the middle of gameplay and an experience, I mean, it, it, it doesn't matter how, how good your telly is or you know whatever, as long as the experience is good, you're I not do, really. I do remember be there, was, pixels. there was one feature. Do you remember on the Xbox that you could listen to your own music? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah, it was kind of. I remember that was the one thing I was like. I'm not an Xbox guy at all. I've only ever owned 360 for about six months before yeah. it red, red ringed on me. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember being completely envious of they got they got into the Xbox. It must have been like four years later or something mm, crazy yeah. like that. But then they were able to listen to their music because the Xbox, the original Xbox, had a hard drive, and I, I remember just being so gutted by this <laughs> because although although it was great. Uh, at the time to have the, the radio stations and stuff this was like a completely this was like next gen completely like you yeah. can listen to your own music a bit like being on the pc do you know what no, I mean? yeah absolutely and i think obviously 
they started the you know, the games released afterwards. They started just hammering you know, probably some of the best soundtracks I've ever heard in games. You know, and really kind of yeah, sewing they, that up. And they rival they rival the best movie soundtracks. Yeah, and and obviously the the songs are great, and I love how diverse it is. But I, some of the talk the talk shows on the on the the radio, some of the <laughs> chat, it's just the best comedy you'll ever listen to sometimes it's just and they do love that i mean that gta 5 um mission where i think the tech guy is blown up by his own phone at a phone launch or something (laughs) they love to put the boot in don't they they love to kind of dig at modern society when they're kind of part of it you know so it's 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 a brilliant satire and yeah the soundtracks are just incredible games it's one big party. I would kind of liken yeah. it if you if you were to think about it in terms of like the TV. They're yeah. kind of like the South Park of games because yeah, yeah. yeah. they're yeah. always on the ball. They're always with current issues that, and they're always ready to make fun of it, and it's always relevant. So it's kind of like kind of matches up. Obviously, it's not the same. Well, I suppose it is the same profanity, but yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I remember playing it, and when my kids were really little, I'd still sneak a game in, and it was like. After a while, I was like, I can't play this anymore because <laughs> it's just so violent. When they get past the age of one and they understand what's going on, it's like, yeah, I'll wait till they go to bed because it's it's one of those things that, you know, you can't really get away from the violence in the games and stuff. And mm-hmm. and a lot of it isn't gratuitous. A lot of it is just like watching a, an action film to an extent. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Or, you know, and, and it's all around us in every single game you play these days, probably on, on the majority, but... It's done in such a way that it's all about the story in GTA. I'm, yeah. You know, I know people, you know, Neil's saying just have a good laugh and drive around, and that's part of GTA. You can just pick it up, 20 minutes, try and get five-star police following after you, so you've got your tanks and your helicopters and all the rest of it, or you can, you know, play the, the missions and, and the campaign. And the campaigns are great. Some of the missions are, are just incredible. And I do have to throw a question in because, you know, being being responsive to twitter followers and all the rest of it um the wonderful marco lopez asked us all what our favorite mission was in gta series so any of the games across across the board i know and we i did say this before we came (laughs) on and it is about as big as you can remember because it's delving into the depths of your mind i think me and neil's share one so i'll let him take it i'll let let you guys go first because i think i need to delve into the gray matter (laughs) remember some of the missions it's kind of amazing that there's all those missions, but me and Rory ended up on the same one. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we were discussing it just before. It's what it's called Publicity Tour, isn't it? It is called Publicity like, Tour, yeah. And, it, and it's in Vice City, uh, and it involves, it's kind of like a, a piss take of speed uh, a lo- in, involving Love Fist. Which is Love Fist, it's like a Spinal Tap parody, <laughs> yeah. is, is what it's like. Yeah, exactly. And they're fantastic, like British rockers, 80s British rockers. It's great. And they, they get, you're driving them around in their limo, Yeah. Uh, only they discover there's a bomb if you go below 50 miles an hour or something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, you've got like an hour, an hour and 50 minutes or something to defuse it or something but in the game that's one minute 50 seconds but <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. the, well it's a one minute 50 seconds of pure comedy gold because you've just got the guys in the back uh, like huffing and puffing trying to trying to defuse this bomb it's like two was it like four guys i think yeah four or five guys four yeah. complete idiots trying to defuse this bomb and they're they're fighting amongst each other they're cursing they're it's everything and it's just complete comedy gold and i would say it probably 
It's probably even more special in America because it is British guys. So it's like a more <laughs> yeah. British sense of, sense of humor. <laughs> and, and so we probably get it a bit more than they do. And it's, it's for me, it's just the best. It just stood out. As soon as I see Marco write, write to you on Twitter, Rory, and as soon as I went, yeah. it's got to be that one. And it's the only one that sort of really stood out to me. Uh, what what made it stand out for you, Rory? Um, same same thing, really. It's it's just it's the comedy gold. It's the guys in the back. It's they really do nail it. It's an absolutely brilliant mission, and I think I, I do like the in depth GTA missions where they've got kind of multi elements, and you know they obviously got more and more crazy and advanced, and you know the the submarine one on the on GTA Five's great. Um, I really. I remember enjoying that, but I, I really like the short missions. I, I've always got a thing for the really short ones that sometimes are quite tricky. You know, I think there's, you know, GTA to a lot of people might be might be frustrating because it, it it's not always that easy. Do you know what I mean? There's a certain level of repeating. Yeah, you got to go through checkpoints yeah, yeah. and things like that. Yeah, exactly. But I think you know all those kind of short, sharp missions. I just always adored. Um, and and that was yeah that's that's one that just stuck in my mind a little bit because Vice City's probably my personal favourite of the of the series to be honest. I'd have to agree with you there. I think um, I mean there's 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 loads of missions as we were talking talking yeah. about before going on here, but um, I think in terms of series, I think I agree with you guys. I think Vice City when when it kind of switched from GTA three and we went to, went into Vice City, it's got to be. You know, my my favourite in the series were probably five, a close second. But I, I'll change tack slightly and probably say uh, GTA Five. I enjoyed the heists, which probably people would probably um, you know expect yeah. expect one of us to say. But for me, I think quite early on in GTA Five, I think uh, Complications, I think it was called, where as Franklin, you 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 obviously break into this mansion to steal a car back and it was kind of the real game changer within GTA 5 because you you know you jump in this house you kind of stealth around the house and what you don't realize is it's actually Michael's house that you know becomes apparent as a, as you move yeah. on through the game and 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 the genius moment for me was kind of jumping in the car driving away uh, driving away in it and you're just in your kind of standard third person view but you just see like Michael's head come up in the back seat <laughs> behind and just kind of put a gun to your head. And it's just like, holy shit, what the hell's going on here? And I think, um, I think that was because obviously GTA 5 was this, the first version where they had multiple characters and, yeah. and switching. I think it was just like a genius way of, of kind of saying, look, these characters are all going to be, you know, connected throughout the game. And, and obviously, as yeah. a kind of spin, you, you think you're just about to complete your mission as normal, and then obviously Michael kicks in and it turns into you know driving the car into the shop and and, and you know, having a scrap with the uh, with the car dealer and things like that. So I think for me, it was just kind of a genius mission. I think Five's got so many good missions as well. I I think some of the games did have some missions that a little bit fillers i mean it's yeah. it might be a little bit harsh but some sometimes they you know nail it and then they know they can probably go on two or three that aren't quite as good and it's just lots of driving kind of lots of little bit pointless at times but the those kind of gta 5 missions are great and and all the characters are really likable um i love the the cutscene when the wife's getting getting is it the yoga teacher in the oh, yeah. back <laughs> <laughs> I just absolutely love and it's it's a great character Michael he's 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 really good um and 
the scenes with his son it was particularly annoying in that game and all the yeah. characters you know all the characters are great I, you just they they give a lot of depth to characters that other games wouldn't even consider do you know what i mean i think they do they do get the storytelling right on all levels which is just you know that's why they take so long to get it right and and they do nail it yeah i think the casting is brilliant i mean if we if we if we just kind of look through the series as we were saying you know grand theft auto 3 um, you know, we were talking about there being you know big periods of time in between both games, but obviously this is yeah. one of the shortest. It, it, GTA Vice City came out like a year later, but obviously by that time, uh, DMA had become Rockstar North. I think uh, Rockstar had realised what you know what they had was, was gold, and obviously tied tied those guys up. But I mean, it, it, why it was like it was the first. Uh, I think it was the first and the only in the series where they, you know, they got um, bloody what was his name for Tommy Vercetti was playing uh, by Ray Liotta. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah Ray Liotta. So it's probably it's probably you know the one and only start of the series where they started really kind of uh, targeting Joe you know, big Hollywood, um, Joe you know, Hollywood A lister, and I think that's why Vice City for me, Joe you know, the dialogue and yeah. the, the voice acting and everything was just absolutely. Uh, yeah. outstanding compared to you know, GTA 3 was great but it just stepped up a level and I think it was the fact that it was kind of that you know, it was actually you were you were part of Miami Vice in a way right? it was it was the same kind of um, yeah. locales and it, it just had that I think what, what you were saying about the music earlier in Vice City more than any of the other the yeah. Vice uh, it, the oh, music becomes a character in itself in this game yeah. Whereas in the other ones, yeah, there's an accompanying soundtrack and yeah, it goes really well. But in in this, this is just like if you take the soundtrack out of it, the whole game wouldn't work. Yeah, so no, it's like an agree. integral part to the whole thing. Well, I've still I've still got the um. Do, do you, did you guys ever pick up that kind of CD box set that it was like every yeah. Radio <laughs> radio yeah, I've got it somewhere. It's, it's, just, a, it's just an incredible, incredible soundtrack. Um, which, as you say, just just kind of made the game. But I mean, obviously, from Vice City, a couple of years later, we moved on to San Andreas. Now, for me, there was elements of San Andreas, which I absolutely loved. But for for me, the the maps just got too big. It was was great that it opened up, but then the whole... The whole game was just sparse. It was kind of and driving it, around a ghost city and things like that. So I, I yes, think I, I loved it. I loved it on the GTA series when you kind of got to know your way eventually. Yeah, yeah. So you know, obviously all quite big, but when you started to know which corners to take, and it just made you that little bit better at, at missions because you knew the shortcuts or you knew the routes. On that game, I had no bloody clue where I was going <laughs> like <Yeah>. all the time. <laughs> played it all the way through and still had no clue where I was going. And, and I think yeah, it was a game that was tell. sort of a like its scope was a bit grander than the platform that it was on. Yeah, yeah. Because it was just coming to the end of the PS2 era and like they tried to get it they had to keep getting bigger and better. But yeah. the PS2 just couldn't handle it and I think the PS3 was a bit too far out at that so it was like 3 or 4 years out. Yeah. So and then it's it was it was a great idea having the three cities and stuff and like even GTA Five now, like the, if you compare, there's things out there you can see the map compared to GTA Five, yeah, yeah. GTA San Andreas. Yeah. It's only like a tiny corner down the bottom, but San Andreas felt a lot bigger because it was empty. Yeah. Yeah. You're just driving through like these sparse, sparsely populated areas with really crap textures, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the problem. And I think GTA Five, 
it it's kind of mission and, and level planning was just perfect because there was never there was never kind of a ridiculous drive just for driving's sake. You know, everything kind of flowed from one location to the other, or there was like really strong narrative or you know part of the actual mission itself or story made yeah. those journeys to the actual start yeah. of each mission yeah, so somebody be talking kind of bearable and uh, yeah. just part of i don't think there was any filler i think that's the thing we no, were saying yes. about missions before but i think some of the worlds in, in gta were just some of the maps just just were there for for the sake of it you know and and that's that's the big thing with gta 5 i don't think you know there's an inch of that game that's that's wrong it, which is it's just it's rare for any game these days you know mm. most games have elements of them that frustrate you or you know glitches or or just put certain parts of the game that are just a little bit repetitive but i don't think gta 5 has it at all so you know you do you do, you do understand you, you know it's the biggest game sold platform wise you know on a console for for just reason it really is yeah it's the biggest budget too the yeah. budget was like 250 million or something this is like wow. a Holly, hollywood movie but then he made yeah. it back like Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I think they sold fifty six million copies. Something like ridiculous. It. Yeah. Just make it back in the first uh, in the first week globally or whatever. It's just ridiculous. I mean and and obviously it's a bit strange because uh, you know, GTA four was probably the you know, what led us into GTA five. You know, it was for me, GTA four was the first kind of real polished Grand Theft Auto game and it was kind of right wheel really Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Up. We'll up the production value even more than what we've been used to in terms of missions, voice acting, and things like that. Obviously, our trusty protagonist, uh, Nico Bellic, in that. But um, it was... It was kind of like the new style, the new, you know, new engine, new look and feel. Um, yeah. Again, same, you know, awesome soundtracks and things like that. But um, if, if you kind of think about it and look back, I mean, it had two awesome uh, DLCs. Obviously, the the only one so far to have proper like single player DLCs. But for me, you know, the Lost and the Damned, and then you know, uh, the Ballad of Gay Tony was just 
absolutely yeah. insanely good. I think uh, it's the best DLC of all time. If you if you want to rank yeah. DLCs, like uh, and they and they they're proper DLCs. I think you know one of my issues one of my issues with modern gaming is is releasing something for the sake of it because they're making money and it's it's quite sad because we were saying before about GTA and about gaming done right that GTA was just you know released as a game and and that was your fill and that you know you'd be well happy with that because it would play perfectly and and you you know you wouldn't be you know a few months in going oh I could really use a few new levels you were there going I could just go and play that again you know I can just go and explore another part of the city or or do something different or or you know you know be the antagonist one week and then go and be the the nice guy the next and i think that's the big thing about the game and and yeah i i, I love the lost and the damned as well i thought it was really good yeah and i think obviously when you you kind of re- repay a visit in the gta 5 when it's kind of you know the introduction to trevor <laughs> just being a complete and utter psychopath um <laughs> and, and you've got this you've got this previous character that we've been playing and a part of who in his own right was you know extremely hard and kind of like a psychopath yeah. being absolutely smashed a bit by this new uh, this new psychopath that you're going to yeah. have. Yeah, and Trevor, Trevor is a, a genius character <laughs> of all genius characters as well. So uh, without him, seen, I think, yeah. Go ahead. Have you ever seen the guy that plays him? He's like, he's yeah, like yeah. spitting him. He's, he's like, he's he's really, really, he looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly him, isn't it? But I mean, as you were saying before, uh, the Ballad of Gay Tony being... Um, you know, one of the best DLCs about. Uh, just looking at my trusty statistics here. I mean, GTA 4 has got 98 out of 100 on Metacritic. And literally, for you know, DLC, the Ballad of Gate Tony is at, well, it's literally at kind of 89, 87, respectively, out of 100, which is huge for DLC if you were to look at yeah. any other DLC about. You know, they, they tend to don't sit around the midpoint of the 60s or 70s so it's just a testament to how good and how right that bit of uh dlc was just so kind of they, they sold it separately you could buy it separately yeah yeah you could then buy it yeah. So yeah it was it was kind of it was kind of like a stopgap wasn't it it was i think it was giving fans you know, gta without giving them you know, a new gta so to speak and we were saying before it's once you get to know the world it's great to play another story in it because yeah. you kind of know it already and it just completely throws it on its head a little bit it's it's it was really good um, well, that's obviously i was sorry i was gonna, i was gonna say should we move on <laughs> yeah, yeah i was just gonna literally touch touch on and, and say so it's literally some of the rumors that are coming out you know there's been many rumors around gta 5 that we're gonna see you know um Extra content, extra missions, you know, the revival, uh, you know, some of the characters coming back and things like that. So it'll be interesting to see you know, what they have got up the sleeve. But I think the fact that they're supporting online so much and eventually got heists in and, and things like that, and the fact that it's just still being played so much is a is a real kind of testament to how good that game is. And that's probably why it's, uh, it's kind of received so much conversation in our podcast today. So moving on to, uh, moving on to other Rockstar. Now, obviously, there's the Rockstar that published and there's the Rockstar that developed. Um, we're probably going to be touching on, you know, a little bit of a mixture of both, but but mainly, you know, the, the main big titles. Obviously, before we started this uh, recording, uh, we basically, you know, we, we were kind of spotting Monster Truck Madness 64 and Wild Metal Country, Thrasher, Skate <laughs> and Destroy, all kinds of games that you probably forget about. Obviously, 
a very quick mention because uh, you know a bit of my background and the fact that I do enjoy a racing game, but the Midnight Club series was was, was fantastic for me. Yeah. I think it was kind of a real competitor to the likes of Need for Speed and things like that. So that that gets a, a little mention. Um, next on the list, uh, and this is one for Neil. Really, I think it is is a uh, you know, Max Payne as a series. So from early early PC days when kind of Remedy blew everyone away with bullet time and, and we all know what happened with that um, influence of films right up to you know, the latest incarnation of it. I love it. Uh, Neil loves it. I would think we all love it, but obviously we'll we'll hand this over to to Neil to talk about. Is it Neil that loves it or is it Rory? It remember. is. It's Neil. It's, no, it's, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I am an this is probably in my top five game series, Max Payne. Yeah. Although the third one's kind of a bit, mm, but the first two were just unbelievable. Because I remember the the Matrix had just came out, and I think it was like the year two thousand, wasn't it? The, the yeah. Matrix came out, or nineteen ninety nine, and then this was a game that was basically the Matrix. Yes. Yeah. This bullet time, and it, it wasn't like a, a fancy dancy. It wasn't like a, a kids service. It was. A real mature, gritty game, like, and it was about probably the, that age-old trope in movies, where like a, a a cop down on his luck or something, whatever happened, some pain yeah. in his life. Uh, mind upon. pun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so he, his his family end up getting murdered or whatever, and then he's fi- trying to find uh, who's responsible. And it was so like a movie; it was unbelievable because uh, there's like real adult themes explored and like at the time I was probably about 11 or 12 I remember pick it, picking it up for <laughs> yeah I remember picking yeah. it up <laughs> the kind of early age violence going on <laughs> yeah I had fantastic parents <laughs> <laughs> they made me the man I am today <laughs> so I, I remember picking it up for the PS2 do you remember they used to make the, plat- the platinum games yeah, yeah I do yeah, PS2? Yeah. I remember picking it up one Christmas it might have been 2002 I picked it up when it had become platinum, and I remember, remember getting it uh, around Christmas because at Christmas I get some money to spend on myself. Maybe it was maybe only like twenty quid or something. But then because it was a platinum game, I could afford it. And I remember bringing it home, and I think I got it on Christmas Eve, and I had it finished by Boxing Day, I think. Uh, and I was so enamored with this game; it was unbelievable. I think I played it for months after that. I kept kept replaying it. There's, there's not many games I would replay over and over again, just for that bullet time feature. Because it it was kind of like a sandbox in itself, because you could play each each level in a completely different way. Yeah. Bearing in mind what what painkillers you would have, what uh what time you'd use your bullet time and stuff like that, it would all make it a different experience every time. And I remember being somebody knocked over my place. You remember PS2 used to stand vertically. Yeah. Oh yeah, I never fell over and scratched the disc or something. Yes, somebody knocked over my PS2 and scratched the disc. <laughs> And to this day, uh, it was my cousin, and to this day, I still hate them. <laughs> <laughs> but but to this day, I still have that the disc in the platinum cover in that black and silver, but it's still sitting in there scratched, and it doesn't play. I think it plays like the first level, and then after that, it just shits itself. <laughs> but you should, you should take it to game or someone to have the disc cleaning service and just see what the face is like when you hand over this kind of you know, <laughs> from 2001. Can you, can you fix that, please? I, I just got this for my birthday. Could you fix it? <laughs> yeah. But um, that's how much I'm in love with that game is the fact that it still resides on my shelf. 
And I remember picking up the second one uh, for the PC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It came out for the PC as well. And I remember picking it up in game, and I think it was only like 20 quid or something. And it was only just out. And this is like, this is going to make me sound really naive. I went into game, and I was like, and I went up to the counter, and I was like, this is only out, and it's only 20 pounds. And the guy goes, yeah. And I was like, but, but, but why? And he was like, because it's the PC version. Yeah, that's like, oh, right. Because <laughs> you'd look over in there on the shelf, the PS2 version was like 40 quid, 45 quid. And I was like, well, this is a deal, 20 quid, I'm buying this. <laughs> that was so that it. Was, I mean, that was my, that was my platform PC. of choice uh, when I played Max Payne, because obviously I remember Bullet Time really well because the you know, controlling it via a mouse, you know, obviously just kind of yeah. round and, 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 and Joe you know, firing off shots and things like that. But, I I was totally drawn in by that kind of you know film noir you know switching between you know comic book and and then going into the game and the fact that they'd I think Sam Lake it was that it was the writer and he was also the you know yeah, he's the, Max Payne <laughs> yeah they modelled him for Max Payne and it, and it's kind of and it, and it was like really nice modelling for the time as well so the so it when was, you saw yeah. him in the, in the in the comic strip and then when you went into the game it was actually the same character so it wasn't kind of like this weird you know, photos of, of some actor in a comic and then when it went into the game, it's like someone completely different. So I think um, you know, that connection was there. And the, the other thing which I really liked is that how all the, the kind of drugs and everything was around. It was all like Viking themed, wasn't it? And then you ended up in like Ragnarok n- nightclub and and yeah. all this kind of you know, uh, and then you go into the weird blood levels where like yeah. you know, like yeah. run along and jump across blood trails and stuff and you were like what like the heck's going like babies and stuff being on acid or something <laughs> just kind of insane and then but amazing game and then obviously they you know they rebooted it god what year did um three come out 20, ooh, 2012 so yeah. i mean literally 2001 2003 i think it was one and two um, and then 2012, obviously Max Payne three finally came out, and obviously and it's the one made by Rockstar. It's yeah, yeah, and and obviously the one that you you like the least is that is that fair deal. Is that... Funny enough, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and I think um, I think when they first announced it and started releasing the, the gameplay videos and things like that, I was really hyped for it. But I think for all the you know for all the uh, you know applauds and 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 kind of real positivity that we were talking about you know story and things like that i think it's where it fell down you know the narrative and, and it's not even that it's the as i was saying with the where the music was the character in vice city the sort of noir yeah. setting was the character in max yeah, yeah. and it was just completely absent so it was kind of like having a double act with half of it gone mm-hmm. to yeah, me sure. it, it, but it, it kind of become it become a bit of a, a kind of almost like a. It could have been an Uncharted. It could have been a Tomb Raider. It could have been a anything. Yeah, it was just kind just of a cover based run and shoot. Yeah, a Max in a Hawaiian Real, shirt. Yeah, it was because they went like full. They went completely the other way because like Max Payne one and two was dark, <laughs> gritty, and this one was like sunshine, happiness, and all that stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, yeah, exactly. So it, it, it's. It's kind of one of them. Obviously, Remedy and I working on Quantum Break, which um, I mean, you, you you would literally have to buy a console, wouldn't you, Neil, if you if you want to play that? Yeah, Even well, the, uh, I'll see what it, I've been sort of thinking about getting an Xbox One. Think people, I'll buy it this month. I'll buy it this month. But then there's been nothing that is sort of made. It's not. There's nothing. It's a system seller on for me at the minute. I'm not a big Halo guy. 
Yeah, so yeah. Uh, when that comes out, that's not going to sell to me either. But it's getting down around that price now. It's, it's like it's under three hundred quid now, so you could probably just pick it up. Yeah, and I think I'm sure it's it's going to be such a big title next year. Or if it does come out next year, that I'm sure there's going to be a bundle and and whatever else. So uh, if you if you hang fire, you may end up with a pretty decent uh, deal on it. But really excited to see what Remedy do with that side of it again. And I suppose too. Remedy obviously made Alan Wake, which was um, yeah. mm-hmm. so I re- I really enjoyed it. I mean, it it, it kind of got hit miss reviews, but it it had that Max Payne you know kind of atmosphere to it, look and feel, you know, decent gameplay, a nice a nice new mechanic with all this light and and dark stuff. So so hopefully we'll uh, we'll see something pretty decent from uh, so Quantum Break when that comes out. And it's uh, tied to that TV show as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, apparently. But I, th- yeah, but I think it, it was going to be a TV show, but then they think they've just cut it into they're now on the disc. I think. I think you play like two hours nice. of the game, and then, and then the cutscenes an actual TV show, like thirty minute TV show, <laughs> and then you go back into the game again. I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah, it, really. It, it's 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 either going to work really well, or it's just going to bomb big time, isn't it? So. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, there's maybe a skip option if you really don't want to watch. <laughs> yeah. Because I think it's you're you're playing the good guys or something, and then the TV shows about the bad guys or something like that. I yeah, think I think it's, I think I think I it's showing you, it's showing you kind of what what happens or what you've missed, which leads up to the events that you start to take part in. So it's one of them. It, it could work well. It could just be hideous, but obviously we'll see when it comes out. But yeah, Max Payne, amazing, amazing game again. Uh, obviously more amazing when it was Remedy. Less amazing when it was Rockstar themselves. Sorry, Rockstar, but we do love you. Um, <laughs> um, uh, next, kind of, obviously, we're we're kind of skipping over the big ones. For for me, um, you know, the next one, kind of Manon series, um, one of those where everyone tries to you know play on its kind of controversy. I actually thought that Manhunt, you know, the first Manhunt was a really good. Um, it was just a really good stealth game. Yeah, it had. Yeah, it was extreme you know kill scenes and things like that but as the stealth games go and the fact that um it had uh brian uh who was it with the the voice of the producer um oh, what's his name the main actor let me let me consult my um <laughs> I'll, I'll come back to it I'll, I'll dig it out and then you'll go oh yeah it was him um but basically it was it was a cracking stealth game and it was kind of I wanted to see whether I, I was kind of thinking about it with you know, rose-tinted spectacles. So I was watching a few YouTube videos of it today, and um, uh, yeah, I was. It was rose-tinted spectacles. I mean, it, it looks <laughs> terrible when you watch it. It did look terrible. It looked, yeah. looked absolutely awful. But I mean, uh, Brian Cox, by the way. Brian Cox, that's it. Yeah. Ah. Um, but it had some great missions. I mean, I loved the whole section where you were in the zoo. I liked the kind of twists where. You know, at first, you obviously knew that you were part of something quite sinister with this guy, Joe, you know, saving you from death row and then helping you out, and then obviously started double crossing you and kidnapping your family and murdering your family and all kinds of things like that. But I think it was kind of a clever way for it to take you from actually you're this bad guy and you're now just killing a load of people. So why should the player, you know, feel at one with you or you know want to kind of you know take you on that journey to? Well, actually, this has happened, and then now your family have been brought into it, and it and it flipped on its head where it was all kind of about, you know, getting to him and finding out, you know, why he'd gone out of his way to do 
do it, the you know, the producer or the director, whatever his nickname was. Um but it was just a decent stealth game in, in, in its time and obviously just you know, marred well, not marred, but it was you know, it was what Rockstar did, wasn't it? It was controversy. Um yeah. I think it got banned, didn't it? It did get banned. So, yeah, it got it was out then it got banned and then I think Manhunt Two, that's the one where it kind of you know, it never saw daylight until way after it should. I think um I think like an exorcist situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it was literally. I think it was It was awarded adult only rating. Uh, Sony and Nintendo don't allow adult only rating, so it was effectively banned on those systems. And I think it it then just started spiraling out of control, and it with uh, Jack Thompson or whatever trying to get it banned, and the so it, it just it just started getting into into the limelight for for all the wrong, wrong reasons. Really, I did play it. And I actually found, obviously, the graphics were much more improved. Again, it was a decent stealth game, but there was there was a few too many ele- elements of it for me, which they were just kind of really playing on controversy. And it, the, you know, the character that you played was was kind of like this guy with psychological problems. And then he, I think, the way they tried to get around it is when you carried out these kind of murder scenes uh, to you know, to progress through the story. The character that you were playing would always turn around and go, Joe, oh, I don't know why I've done that. I don't like doing that. And they'd like throw up and stuff like that. And it just, it just became this kind of, you know, what the hell? You know, it, it <laughs> just became a bit too kind of controversial for, for my liking. Elements of it's still a decent stealth game, but I, I'm not, not, you know, I'm not sure whether things have moved on and Rockstar would get away with a, with a man on three reboot. I know a lot of people on a lot of forums talk about it. And I know, so they've been pushing the boundaries of, of kind of gore, you know, with, with some of the kill kills in Red Dead and and things like that. But it kind of feels like one of those game franchises which will just not it see is, the light today again for me. Yeah. But uh, yeah. you know, we we may be wrong. I think they, I think they've got too many successful franchises to just kind of throw that in the mix. So moving swiftly on, and we'll probably talk about this quite a lot. Uh, Red Dead series, you know, absolutely immense obviously red dead revolver was a decent enough game but it it turned into it turned into a, to something else when red dead redemption came out and it was basically grand theft auto in the wild west wasn't it rory <laughs> it was yeah it was we talked about it a little bit last week um on the last pod and it was it was a bit of a a bit of a changer for me i, I i've always loved gaming but it it kind of brought me right back into it. It it was yeah. it was something else. Honestly, I I was waiting for it for a long time. It was one of those games that just looked incredible, um, and it's one of those games that that doesn't disappoint on any level. I I, I don't often play games to the point of doing all the side missions and all the ins and outs, but I absolutely hundred percent completed that game i couldn't put it down and i played it for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and i was saying before i this it was so subtle i loved all the soundtrack and i loved the fact you just you were driving off into this you know riding off into the sunset and and we were saying about grand theft auto that there's a lot of dead space in in some of the gta games but Mm -hmm. none of it felt tired in in Red Dead, you were you were on your horse for for minutes, and I, I would never got bored of it. <laughs> I know, you know, I'd, I'd love just riding around and exploring areas and and all the the scenery, and 
and the, the the subtle soundtrack changes, especially when you went into Mexico and you got the mariachi bands just piping <laughs> up and stuff. And I just I used to I love that game. I, I will always love that game. And it's the it's the one sequel above all else that I I want to play, and I'm hoping will come out sooner rather than later. Yeah, I think um, you know. Uh, just to echo what you said, I think the music, uh, you know, it's another soundtrack which I've got on my... Uh, I've on got my, it on my, my, yeah, my phone. My yeah. phone and stuff. Um, it's, you know, each mission was just absolutely incredible. I think um, when Joe you know, first going into the game and, you, you know, you first kind of set foot in a real wild west, you know, town and things yeah. like that. It's just that atmosphere. And I think, obviously, the majority of us, if we... Uh, Joe, if we were to admit it, Joe, a thought about Joe, what would it what would have been like to be Joe, like a Joe, a real you know hard Joe cowboy, you know, living kind of living it up in the desert, you know, uh, taking part in these missions, you know, saving people, stagecoaches, horses, you know, all those kind of elements, and they just absolutely and utterly nailed it, and it was and. For me, I did the same as you, Rory. I literally smashed it a bit, hundred <laughs> percent. I kind of went around and did all the hunting, you know, collected all the, I loved the animal hunting. skins, I loved the all, the, all the side of it. Um, and I think probably right in saying, I mean, someone from Ubisoft may tweet and and disagree, but I'm pretty sure that the hunting side of Far Cry was just you know based around around what Red Dead was doing. So it was Completely, just, it was just incredible because. It got to that bit where the community were just you know, trying to talk and help each other to find you know, where were the bears, where were these... Um, it's a Reddit topic, you know, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, what uh, did you... There were some really awkward things. Were the beavers or the skunks or something? Yeah, you could <laughs> never find the bloody things. So, yeah, I remember just that well. All kinds of like weird little creatures that were over here in the foot of this mountain and at this section, and you'd just be looking for... For kind of hours trying to find them, just to one hundred percent. Um, I know a few, a few of my friends. I mean, pretty much. I don't know anyone who doesn't like it. A few of my friends started talking about it being too long, but I mean, it could have been, it could have been another six months long for for all I care. I just carried on playing the thing. Um, I think it, I think it's sort of like because it ends twice. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. It sort of feels a bit longer than it actually is. So it's that final, that final. I don't really. Did you give it away last time? I'm not sure. No, I think. Oh, uh, you can give it away. We can give it away. We can just say, <laughs> right, there's probably going to be spoilers for about two minutes if you want. Mute it. Aye. If not, then there we go. <laughs> Stick your hands in your ears and go, la, la, la. <laughs> uh, but because he dies and then, yeah. uh, which you really, like, you're blown away, like, you're not expecting this. No, you're it's not. Like a, it's like a real movie moment because it's like, oh, look, it's happily ever after. They're going to ride off into the sunset. He's going to be with his family. Everything's going to be happy. Go lucky. It's great. And then he dies. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, well, is that it? And then it's not it. Then you end up being his son and you, you end up avenging him, yeah. so to speak. So that's maybe why it feels a bit a bit longer. Because you, you could have ended it at that cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. And but, and I suppose the second part could have well been, although we were kind of saying we were all opposed to it, but it, it could have easily been a decent DLC add-on. Yeah. I mean, there was, a, there was certainly enough that was happening and it was the fact that you, know, you could... You could kind of you know start to play it completely different. It was real, as you say, like avenging your father's death and and Joe you know, trying to find and hunt people down. But I, I totally agree with you, Neil. I think the fact that it kind of it ended and then it was kind of like 
oh, and now we go again. And I think in that second part, as I say, although I loved him, could have played it for six months, I suppose what some of my friends were getting at is there were probably three or four moments in that second part where it felt like it was ending again. And then it kind of lift up and it start again. And you, and yeah. you just start to embark upon kind of mission after mission and, and, and really start to wonder, actually, is this, is this really going to ever end? But, <laughs> but you know, for me, I could have played it for forever, really. The only, bit, the only bit I didn't like in the game, when you, you went to Mexico, I just kind of thought Mexico was a bit drawn out, that bit, because you go there and you lose all your stuff and all that crack. And it just t- for me, it just took a little, slightly a bit too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, losing your, stuff, losing your stuff in a game is never a fun yeah. moment yeah. after you. <laughs> you've worked so hard to get all your <laughs> rifles and all your shotguns and stuff and then you lose all the bloody things but there, there is a good there is a good um moment though in mexico when is it the one when you've just lost it and you break out and you're in that um like it feels like an arena it's a castle i think i, I oh, there's a mission there that i really love the, for, the um, fort yeah like yes. the fort, it yeah. yeah it's a bit like the the alamo yeah 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 and um and what did you guys did you guys play much multiplayer? I mean, I I love the multiplayer side of it. I think it was it was just it was it was probably a good chunk of multiplayer that I just sat and played for. Yeah, it was for fun. ages. I think yeah. I suffered from being on PlayStation Network in that regard. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it was probably it was probably much better on Xbox Live. But it was PS- quite good on Xbox Live. Yeah. P- PSN back then, PSN was a bit different than it is now. There's more hardcore games, hardcore gamers on there now. Like, but yeah. back then it was just sort of a freaking piss take. So, you, so yeah. it's a waste of time basically to go on multiplayer on games like that. Yeah, just nothing worked, did it? And then obviously they um, they brought out the Undead Nightmare pack, which again was kind of you know, zombie master and stuff like that. Was uh, it's another was, fantastic was, DLC? Was another yeah, it is DLC. a great DLC. Yeah, I was going to say that it's. And they, again, they nailed it. It's, it's. You just wanted more from that game. We were saying before, it's. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I understand about the ending. It probably ended more times than, than the Return of the King, really. But it's. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it's still that. Just playing it through, I, I loved all the missions, um, and I, I like. It was such a good variety in it. You were saying about the stagecoaches and the. I think that the train mission was was great in it as well. Um, and I th- do you have to herd cattle in one of them and, and various other yeah. things? Yeah, it was you just know. all things. It had all the yeah, it had all the tropes and stuff, but it never felt fake. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it had yeah. everything in there that you'd expect from a western, but you weren't going, "Oh, there's that, there's that." Oh, oh, they had to do that. You know what I mean? It all yeah. felt natural and it all. Flowed. And again, you know, we said before about the films, and you're talking a lot about Max Payne and how that kind of ties in with so many, you know, of those kind of gritty action films. But this, it's again, it just ties in with all the kind of modern westerns that are so good. You know, True Grit and and you know various of that nature. It's they they always seem on point. You know, Rockstar. They always seem to be slightly ahead of the trends of yeah. what's popular and and that's why they they nail it so often really so yeah no we all we all love it and i kind of just want to go back and play it to be honest and I, um, i'm quite <laughs> looking forward to them uh rebooting it on the uh xbox one you know with the backwards compatibility so is what, that what they're doing yeah, the, yeah there's there's massive rumors that i think it's the most voted game for backwards compatibility yeah it is yeah <laughs> and I would imagine I, I, there's got to be a sequel or a, yeah 
I mean, yeah, it, it's got to be in the works. I think everyone thinks that's the next game now. Well, Rockstar Probably San Diego is. haven't done anything in quite a while, so obviously yeah. they're doing something like. Yeah, and hopefully. And it's so in demand. It's got to be, hasn't it? Um, and I think it just uh, briefly as a last point from, from my kind of developer brain, I just remember wondering you know, how the, the landscapes were so organic and so. You know, as yeah. I said before, believable in each of these sections and things like that. And obviously, you know, we have procedural elements and things like that. You know, but guys have sat there and girls and and, you know, and and designed that and made it all into into weave so seemingly. Uh, it was just absolutely incredible game. Now I think we've got. I don't know what to do here, guys, because obviously we're we're, we're approaching an hour long pod, and uh, yeah. we've probably got. We could probably speak for another hour on the Warriors. Uh, and bully, and certainly, obviously, uh, a, a bit about La Noire. So, um, I think I think we can do a second pod. Do we reboot? Yeah, <laughs> should we do a second pod? Yeah, because I, I, I could talk about up. the Warriors for far too long, to be honest. And you know, we're going to miss your Destiny mission at this stage. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. I know that's go for a, a remastered version of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, HD. I mean, yeah, absolutely. 1080p, 900p, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do the platinum platinum edition. <laughs> Is that what we do? It'll be it'll um, be at 60 frames per second. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I, we'll do, I, though, I'd agree. We'll um, yeah. I, I think we can talk about the Warriors plenty. I mean, both. That's obviously. Um, your baby Rory and yeah, obviously uh, Ian Neal can talk about Bully. Do you know, I, I think I think Bully was and, a great and name. LA Noir as well, does really underrated. And LA, LA Noir, Noir yeah. you know, trying to trying to. I'd also, to I'd also like to know what the hell happened to Agent. Do you remember that? Yeah, yes. I do. Remember they announced Agent at yes. like yeah. E three, like well, it's like 20, 2010, 2011, yeah. and never seen it again. <laughs> I don't, yeah, there's still rumours that it'll come out, but I, I just don't know if it, it, it will. It seems a bit of a, I, I don't know, it's it's a bizarre one. We can briefly talk about the table tennis game as well, if you want it, but... <laughs> yeah, we could. I mean, it was, it was, the only thing I wanted to say about table tennis is it was obviously just like a mad, um, it was just a mad kind of, you know, spin-off for, for Rockstar, wasn't it? Didn't they, didn't they basically just make that for making their rage, it was the engine yeah it was the rage engine yeah. yeah the rage engine tech demo but if you actually sit down and play it it was a pretty pretty decent it was great table tennis game it was like a modern version of pong but yeah it was, it was great. yeah it was all about showing off the rage engine really so but i think what we'll do is obviously we're gonna we'll bring this to a close we'll we'll do a a, a pod you know an episode uh three will be pod number two for rockstar games and yeah, I'll go away and I'll reach out to Rockstar and see if they'll give us a a no comment or a little hint about Agent. Um, <laughs> nice. We'll probably get some type of response off them. Just go what? <laughs> just Agent? Completely forgot Who are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> so, but but we'll see where it's gone. But yeah, what we'll do, we'll draw it to a close. Um, we'll come back, everyone, and we'll do a part two because we've got loads more to talk about. Uh, just want to say a big thank you, Neil. Thank you, Rory, as always. And no worries. We'll 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 reboot this and we'll we'll come back and see see how we get on uh, with part two. Cheers, everyone. Have a good night.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 